Jess. You're so good. You're such a good podcast partner. Am I? Yeah, you really are. Have you had other podcast partners to compare me to? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know your podcast history. Uh, I started a podcast 10 years ago called That Song Sucks. Uh, there has since been other podcasts mm. named That Song Sucks. I think there's one out there right now. Um, and I'm and I'm really glad it doesn't exist anymore because I think like it was really young and dumb Jessica <laughs> who thought she knew some shit and would speak in hyperbole a lot. <laughs> who, Is this the wait, same? it sounds like the same Jessica. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, wait a second. But the difference was that Jessica was also hawking sex toys, right? That it was the same Jessica. Okay. That was the same Jessica. So Sex Toy Jessica had a podcast. Yeah. Let's just say young, sucks. dumb, full of cum, and, st- <laughs> <laughs> and stupid as all get out. Not as woke. <laughs> <laughs> she was barely woke on the day. She yeah, got, barely she, got up. Yeah. She barely got there. <laughs> um, it was a fun podcast, actually. Uh, it was me and a few friends, a couple of people that I was in a band with, and uh, that guy's wife at the time um, and another friend, we would just bring a song to the table, a brand new song, and it wouldn't necessarily suck, but it would be a song that had been released within the last six months that we just recently found, and we'd play it, and then we'd critique it. Mm. Um, and I would say 20 people listened. And that's not too bad for the first 10 episodes of something. Sure, sure. And then... I think that's about it as far as podcasts go. I, I've tried a, I've tried a couple pilots of stuff too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're the best person I've ever worked with, though it may be true. I am not here to disparage any of my former partners. I am just, Jesus Christ, saying that you're very good to work with. Okay, good. I just wanted to know like how much value this claim has. Like, is it just... Like, you know, if there was some sort of comparison or something, you're some sort of litmus test or Nick, some sort of bar you're, you're basing You're such on. a good podcast host. I am so grateful to work with you. <laughs> Whenever I say jump, you say, here's a joke. <laughs> but you like if you if like our listeners, what, what you do very well is um, you you meet me where I'm at and then yes, and it times 10 and, and then like but then you also know how to bring it right back to the, the topic at hand you're 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 a delight nick you're a delight why thank you jess i gotta say you no, are the best I, podcaster i've ever worked with because you've never worked with anybody else it's my first podcast ever. <laughs> uh, i've been a guest on a podcast or two uh yeah so that's how, that's how was that experience for you they were great it was great not like this, though. Nothing oh. like this. I know. I'm just trying to compare it so that I could get a litmus <laughs> test for what your experience is here. I remember I the first one I did, I was, I was very nervous. Mm. Which is why mm. I ask. Well, they were low stakes podcasts. So, um, so yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't dally in these sort of, you know, really hip areas that you go into. I definitely am not in any hip area whatsoever. You don't dally in hipness? If I do, it's by accident. (laughs) 
I mean, as 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 Nick is trying to quaff his hair perfectly to this. No, I think I'm trying to smooth over the fact that I haven't showered today. <laughs> it's real. It's working for you in in some countries that 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 hairstyle works. For those I, who aren't watching our 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 stream right now, my hair is really all over the place. Well, and I was thinking, and maybe our listeners let us know if they want this or not. But since we're going to start recording at a different time during the day and week, we could potentially record an episode here and there live on Twitch. Oh. Could be oh. interesting. Damn. What up, though? What's up? Hard. That means like I got to actually do something with this. No, please don't. You look... This is my preferred Nicholas. <laughs> this is what people want to see? This is what I want to see. So don't change the thing. I, my litmus test for what other people want is really off the scale. <laughs> I have no gauge on what, what people want. Otherwise, I'd be way more popular at this point. At least as long as I don't have to try harder... Fine. Let's no, do it live. No, we'll no, do no. it live. No, you do not need to try hard. The the, the things that people put out there, it, there's like it's trash, and people just sit and watch it. There was like a guy stream went went famous because he forgot quote unquote forgot to turn off his camera and his stream and just streamed his chair for the evening, <laughs> and then people just watched it. This is what people did. I hope like in the anticipation that something might happen because they were a part of it. It was live, and and I and in a way, I get it. I get it. Like they just so happened to come onto this guy's stream. And here's a chair, <laughs> and they told other people, "Hey, check out the stream. There's this chair." <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were part of a movement. I mean, this dude was sitting in it, but he's not sitting in it anymore. <laughs> And it's just a chair. You gotta check it out. <laughs> I gotta check it out. I'm running, man. I'm run- I gotta go. I'll get home right now. <laughs> well, see what I what I can't quite comprehend in my brain, but I think you tell me if I'm wrong. But there's people out there who are on their computer most of the day, and they have multiple windows open. So go- for them to go check out a stream. It's just like, oh, let's pop up a window while I get some other work done and I can check in on that stream while I have my Discord open and then I got my blah, blah, blah open and I can just check in on this shit. Oh, what's happening on Twitch right now? Is that is that, That's how I picture in my brain these sort of things working that somebody's like you have multiple windows open, you're doing other shit, but you're like, I'll just open up a window with with a stream going and see what happens. Yeah, I think um, the majority of people treat it like it's their social media or like their Facebook, right? Except that it's happening in real time. So uh, they'll have like they'll have it up on one side and they'll just have us on the background and do work on the other or have it on their TV because that's like another way you could do it, you know, uh, just have it there uh, depending on the stream. But other people like are 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 there and treating it like TV entertainment. Yes, yes. I I know that that happens. But it feels like to the extent from my understanding of like how pe- like just like a have like being glued in on a on a Discord channel. It feels like the way people are engaged in that, it's just open while on their computer while they're doing other shit. Yeah, and people just- aren't keyed in on a discord channel unless they're talking about something at that moment and so you have the added live chat aspect and the live streamer aspect so like checking in and walking away isn't as easy for other people because you're either engaged in chat or watching the content 
I don't know. Mm. There's plenty of lurkers, though, too. And so I don't know what the lurkers do. I don't know if they mm. just sit there and... <sighs> <sighs> You know, I don't know. I don't know. And that, chair. I, I yeah. Another chair. Yeah. I know. I, know, I happen to know a, per, a couple of the lurkers in my community, and they are wonderful. So it's I obviously me being uh, dramatic I mean, about. The I mean, idea. I'm a total lurker. Like I don't like I like like, but but more like like Facebook lurker. Like I don't post shit, but, but I go, go on there. Look, okay. And I look at other people's vers- stuff. That's a version of lurking. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. You you've got it. You've got it right there. But I just, I'm not, I'm not at my computer enough. And I think maybe it's becoming problematic, but I'm not at my computer enough for me to do any of that. Like none of that, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why is that problematic though? Oh, because the flip side is, is that I'm on my phone <laughs> way too much. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know how no. many hours I'm on my phone right now? It, I would love to know what your, what your. Uh, how, how many hours do you think it well, tells me? I think me. we're both going to do it. There are use of activity or like something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't need to look it up. I already know because it, it reminds me. I know, but I just I, I ignore mine. What? How much are you on? Just take a guess. I'm gonna say six and a half hours a day. Uh, Ten and a half hours a day. Uh, Shush, no, I don't even think I even want to know. Twenty five hundred hours a day. <laughs> it I, it was like. Oh, you're down twenty percent, and it was ten and a half hours. I'm, I'm Whoa. right now. I've been hitting twelve hours a day. Um, wow! And I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" But I, it's wow. because it's because I, that's how I do everything. And I, I listen to podcasts on there. I, you know, I want like I watch something or listen to something while I do dishes. Right, right, right. <laughs> or right. if I'm lying with my daughter to help her go to sleep i pop on something to listen to while she while i sit there and hold her hand so it's like it's become my gateway to everything like i would much sometimes i would much rather sit in front of a computer to get work done as opposed to like doing my emails on my phone or totally but literally because i'm constantly moving i'm constantly on my phone it's i don't i i it's i don't know i gotta figure this out I, 12 well, hours I, is I think half about- a day that's a, it's too much, but I think about that with regards to like how future societies will think about us. Like, will we go in just a completely electronic uh, way where we're going to have iPhones, you know, sewn into our retinas or whatever? Or is it going to just look so odd that mom is raising her kid while holding an iPhone and talk? Like, people walk around looking down at the thing in their hand it's just the visual of that how mm-hmm. how connected we are to it is really fat i'm not the first person to say it i'm the, not going to be the last person to say it but it, but i re- re- reflect on that sometimes um and wonder if it's if it really is for the best or not that we're like that it's kind of unavoidable though in our society it makes us more "quote unquote" productive. I don't know if that's actually true, but it feels like it does make us more productive. Um, but at the same time, the price for more productivity is is our soul is sucked out of our bodies. I'm productive and I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then I feel like I haven't produced enough, and I and I'm not making enough money producing the things that I'm producing so much of. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, that's your soul being sucked away. <laughs> You know, there's a girl named Amaranth 
on Twitch who is now famous for doing licking ASMR. <laughs> doing that? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. On, Last on night, ear-shaped microphones. Clementine was licking her hand while I was reading her a story in my ear. And I was like, you have to stop that. <laughs> you ha-. She's like, what? What's wrong? That sound. What sound? I go, I go the licking sound. <laughs> Like he was like, yeah, I go, it's an, it's really annoying. I need to just stop doing it. She, she basically didn't understand what I was talking about. Was, she had no idea that the proximity to your ear and that sound. Some people can't handle mouth noises. My friend Scott is that way. I, 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 but apparently, some other people can can handle it so much that, or they can't handle it in another way. It really gets them going. Oh, it's definitely she. It's a going stream for sure. It's it's. She's probably maybe just a little bit younger than me, maybe early 30s, late 20s. Um, so she's not exactly Belle Delphine, but it's the same world mm-hmm. of, you know, that playing kind into, of playing into fetish. A little bit. Yeah, totally. But it's also really smart and she's building an empire and she makes you know, 13,000 viewers watching her lick a microphone. Um, I think with that one, really hard not to be engaged during that. <laughs> that <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> now, does she like lick it like an ice cream cone? Is she like kind of like moving around? Is there, or is it just a straightforward lick? Um, it's mo- moving around a little bit of the tongue twisty. Um, sometimes a little kissing on the mm, ears, like mm. <sighs> breathing right into the ear. Oh my god! I mean. Uh, at the very least, that takes effort. So kudos to her for, she for whatever sort does of muscular it for six around her mouth. Hours, six hours. She's she streamed for six hours the other day. Like, and then she was back at it today. And I don't even follow her, but Twitch. This is like this Twitch is supposed to be about video games, and it's turned into hot girls in bath in bathtubs and stuff. Uh, I don't know if, you have, if, if we've talked about this before, but they had a rule. They had all these interesting. Um, terms of service rules, uh, mostly so that the channel isn't abused or people aren't too fetishized if they don't want to be. Uh, it used to be that men couldn't have their shirt off. People couldn't show their feet. Um, understandably, kids under 14 aren't allowed to be on or have a channel. You know, they can't they can't stream or watch. Uh, they can't control that. But if they find out that someone's underage, then they're booted. And women couldn't be in a bra or a bathing suit top unless they were by or in water. So girls started getting smart and getting inflatable fucking hot tubs and sitting in hot tubs, just bouncing and like talking to people. (laughs) And so it's evolved from that to Amaranth, which is licking microphones. Cause cause there's, there is a, Like they'll make noises and shit like that. What are who's the, I want to what I want to see this this is the Twitch channel I want. I want the camera on the person listening to the ASMR. I want to know. Well, I mean, I don't want to know everything they're doing. It's like God, but you know, what who who are the what is? I don't get it. I mean, are they literally just masturbating or are they just doing something else? What is happening? I think there's some voyeurism. I think there's some like, I can't believe this is happening. I know that I've like happened upon an ASMR uh, stream every now and then. I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. Like there's, I get like that 
I get the tingly ASMR thing that people talk about. Like, like it does actually elicit like this feel like a like I feel like I got the chills or something. I definitely get that out of the ASMR experience. Not always, but it's enjoyable. But I also I'm not like glued in. I might tune in for. 30 minutes and or it's on in the background or what I don't know I, I just have fallen into that hole but I've also fallen into the hole of TikTok of Dr. Pipple Popper like I'll watch the so like I'm the normal I'm a normal consumer of stuff for the most part normal uh-huh. well I, no I'm just being facetious no I but that's what I'm saying am I though do you know like I don't I don't think of myself as like a mouth breather who's like just rubbing it out while watching her do that because I'm, I'm – but – so and I'm sure some people do that. And there also are people whose, let's just say, um, socializing skills aren't refined yet and being able to talk on a, on a chat is helpful for them too. It's like mm. easier to have social engagement that way. So there's that contingency. And then there are some people who are just obsessed with ASMR. And then with Amaranth, it's just looking at those titties and – and, you know, with gaming, sometimes you just really like the streamer and you feel like you're hanging out with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's a choose your own adventure world now, man. <laughs> yeah. I choose none. Is uh, there a D? Is there none of the above? Well, we're we're kind of we're kind of putting some stuff out there. So we're not too above it. We're not too above it. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Jesus, Lord in heaven. (laughs) So upsetting. Are you a geek? Do you like naming things? My name is Scott Rubin, and I wrote the ultimate guide for geeks to name anything. Whether you're naming kids, your pets, your car, your Wi-Fi network, or your role-playing game characters. Naming Your Little Geek has almost 1,100 name entries, and I tell you where the name came from, if it's a real name, or if it's a fictional name, all of the characters who have had that name, and I reference over 4,400 characters from science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, TV shows, cartoons, you name it, it's all in there. And it ranges from normal sounding names like Scott or Jessica to really off-the-wall bizarre ones from all of our favorite fantasy and sci-fi properties. You can pick up a copy of Naming Your Little Geek at bubblesandthingssoaps.com and check out all the other cool items there. Some really neat soaps. Naming Your Little Geek is also sold everywhere books are sold online, and you can even find it in some physical bookstores if you're a person who shops in physical stores these days. conversation last week mm-hmm, Jess, <laughs> was <laughs> uh, our conversation last week about the tables being bust or not has just set the world on fire has it well you know i i spoke with my brother who's a who's a gm at that's a exactly party. what i'm talking about nick where we have my brother is the world that's on fire <laughs> that's right. we have set 
the restaurant world ablaze with controversy just because we decided to talk about the TikTok. Will you remind our audience in case they forgot about how this riveting piece of news that you brought to us last week? Yes. Well, there was a, a TikTok video mm-hmm. uh, about uh, that showed one table that where there was no customers left at the table. This is after they're eating had stacked the plates neatly at the end of the table. And then there was another table where the plates were not stacked. And the Mm. person videoing the two tables Mm -hmm. said, you know, at the the cleaner table, this is where the Gen Zers sat. And at the uh, unstacked plate table, this is where boomers sat. Basically made the comparison between Gen Zs and boom booms. Boom, boom. They did a boom, boom in their in on their table, <laughs> <laughs> and that just set people going. Wait a second, is that you know? Yeah, is that a generational thing, or it is? You know, Gen Zers are better. Blah blah blah. And we we went deep. We went deep into this last week. We fisted this topic. We <laughs> we. I had a theory that it was completely staged. After deep diving into my experience of working at a deli for eight years. Uh, and what it was like to bus tables and sell shit like that, or pre-bus is the word. And then we got some feedback from from the horse's mouth. What what did we learn, Nick? Well, what we learned is that my brother, who's a who's been working in the restaurant industry for a, for a while now, he's a GM at a uh, at a cheesecake factory. It takes a while to get to that GM status. Um, so he's very got to put in a lot of uh, pie dish washings. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's it's a, it's a I, cake. I, I couldn't. I know, I, know, I couldn't I know get it the. It looks like a pie, but it's called. Are a we cheesecake. calling cheesecake cakes? They're not pies. It's in the name. It's no, cheesecake. they have filling and crust. Yeah, but it's called a cheesecake. Cheesecake or pies? I'm just going to say that right now. I know it you looks. Cook it in a pie tin. Be you cook it in way. a pie tin. <laughs> Correct me. You can't. It's a pie tin. It's well, I'm sure, he'll, I'm sure I'm sure he'll let us know. <laughs> okay, uh, in fact, he's somebody who we've been talking about getting on the show for a long time, but this I guess out of nowhere, we decided to not have guests anymore. After Sammy, it was like, you know what? We're not going to get a better guest, so let's just call it. Um, but Paul, <laughs> That's so true. Paul is, so anyway, so he knows his, he knows his table. And right away, he, he looked at it and was like, something's, something's amiss here. Um, and uh, and he let's see what did he say. I'm just looking it up here. What did he say right away? Bah, bah, bah. But I mean, oh yeah, right away he just goes, oh, that first table is a busser trying to prove a point to the to the server for not pre-bussing. Mm-hmm. So that this is a worker situation where the busser cleared the plate, cleared the table, cleaned the table. And then left the plates for the server as sort of a FU. F, F-U. And it has nothing to do with the customer at all. Like, that's what he saw it interesting. I was like, oh, that's okay. And he's like, yeah, it happens every day in his restaurant. And so then he was at work at that moment and he, sh- he showed it to his servers and they all instantly uh, said that, yes, those plates should have been cleared long before the customers left the table. Um, both of the plates. So both sides. Both sides. Should have had cleared plates. And okay, I looked- we, are, we are talking about the high standards of a cheesecake factory here. We don't, this restaurant, uh, I believe, was some, some California chain. What was it called? 
You can see it. I looked at there's a like menu. a meat cheese or something. <laughs> no, no, it's a what was its name? Shit, I saw it. Um, I'll I'll find it. Yes, please. But anyways, he said like, no, this happened. He talked to his servers. They're like, this happens all the time. And and literally, I don't know. I don't know how much longer later. Within the next hour, he showed me two pics in his own restaurant of tables where that they were that looked exactly like that first table, where the whole table's wiped down, and the and the plates were stacked at the end of the table. Because the, the bussers shouldn't have had to have taken them off the table. Exactly. Holy snikey. So here, you know, I can show you the pictures. That Hold is on. crazy. Yeah. Because you're yeah. right. There is a standard at Cheesecake. So tell me that's exactly the same thing. Your brother fired those servers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's, that's exactly that's, what happened. <laughs> that's, that is the consequence. But then he pointed out. He pointed something out that's really an interesting observation. And I kind of, I'm trying to open up the video to, to double check, but I don't know, whatever reason, I, I can't, yeah, I'm in an internet vortex and I can't open the video. But he pointed out that the check isn't on the table. Yes. I, I, Which, I pointed that out as well. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't understand if, the implications. If I, rem if the I remembered that, yeah. Um, which would mean that the server came by and took the check but didn't touch the dishes. Oh, it's the server fucked up on both counts. <laughs> now the the check is still on the table in the zoom the, in the original TikTok. The check is still on the table that is not pre-bust. It's completely mm. filthy with plates. Mm -hmm. Um they there is the check it's like it's like even sticking out of the it's like the you just see the receipt on the other plate on the other table you're right it's completely bare i i, I watched the video to see if like they cut or interspliced or just to see if it was the same table and then just flipped the video because there's like this weird skip in between as they like go from one table to the next table but i think it's just like them doing shifty nifty hand <laughs> movements to make it look cool because mm. uh, it does it is from what i could tell it was two different tables but a hundred percent so like two things were were done wrong there as opposed to just they've completely disrespected their bussers right mm -hmm. by not pre-bussing the tables they've disrespected their their clients by not pre-bussing the plates and my guess is if if let's just say I can't, I can't, this would be conjecture. I can't say for sure that this is what happened. But my guess is that server also picked up the check before the people left. Mm. Which is tacky. <laughs> tacky. When people do that, or, or like they hand the check before I've asked for it or whatever, I get it. Like if it's at, if it's at, you know, Papa John's and they want to get me out of that restaurant. I don't know what I'm doing there in the first place, but you know, then I can understand that putting a check down on the table. If it's like some like quick, fast meal, like TI, TGI Fridays or whatever. Before I'm at a restaurant, you do not put that check down and tell you, I told, I tell, I told you, I don't want dessert or coffee. And then you don't pick up that fucking check mm -hmm. until sure. I leave. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we really, we unpacked 
a huge scandal going on in the restaurant world. Well, yeah, well, yes, we, we got deep in the restaurant world, but what, what the real scandal is, mm. is that people are using stuff like this as some sort of generational thing. I mean, this is how the biases uh, get put out into the world and create division amongst the people, you know what I mean? This it was not generational at all, yet it gets hyped up in that way because people are looking for something to talk about and they just want to pit people against people. When at the end of the day, we're just people. I'm actually really glad you're bringing that up because you had mentioned that before. And while I may have heard you, I went back and was re-editing the episode and I listened to this section again. Um, and and you're, you're, what you're saying is something I completely agree with, which is this is not news. This is not TikTokable worthy. This isn't interesting. This wasted our time for talking about it for over an hour. It's wasted our listeners' time for talking about it for over an hour. Your brother wasted text minutes and, and data texting you about it. Uh, but but it is it is really interesting. Something we were talking about before, and your cousin, your net, uh, your niece had shared this that 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 really in Gen Z doesn't care about you. Do you, man? You do you? Like you know self-expression and what have you but still there is this need for us as humans to have an identity and also to understand ourselves and so sometimes we point the finger at other people to help us understand what we are not mm. whether it is true or not Hmm, wait, say that we point the finger at other people to help us understand what we are not. So, so like if like that guy fucking kicked a, a homeless person, I would never do that. It's because I'm Gen Z, you know, like they're mm. finding ways to distance themselves based off of the like weird um, uh, standards, weird. Yeah, they're looking for some something to make them make themselves feel superior. I'm not going to say that the sentence I said was the clearest sentence I've ever said, but it did make sense. But uh, it wasn't. It could have been said in a much more succinct way. <laughs> well, you know, there's also this. You know, there's also the saying. And I don't know if this applies. I, so I get what you're saying. Where we like, I mean, what you're saying. I think what you're talking about is the phenomenon where we put others down to lift ourselves up, right? Yeah, and that can I think it could show up in different ways. And right now, we're we you and I meaning are seeing it a lot because of this generational lens that we're looking at things through. There's also another saying. Oh, the saying, the thing that you hate most in others is the thing you hate most in yourself. And so people may be pointing the finger at, oh, that generation does this, da 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 da. But hey, for every finger you're pointing out, there's three fingers pointing right back at you. Right back at you, and one's pointing towards God. (laughs) 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 I was thinking about that when I said when you point at someone and they're like, oh, oh, I'm not that. Um, There isn't a lot of self-awareness that I think goes into hyperbolic statements like this. You know, they there's not a lot of room for nuance and there's still people that argue the need for uh, 
what's the word? It's not prejudice. It's uh, sub sub uh, you mean when uh, the need for not wait? When when people? Oh yeah, um, Asian drivers are always great drivers, or women. What are they called? Bigotry? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. no. What's the word? What? what? Stereotype? When you over stereotype? Stereotype. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. (laughs) I'm just saying people still go, oh, well, stereotypes are important because they're true. But like, it's almost like these kids are trying to create a stereotype, Uh, and it's really interesting. I don't know that I know of Gen Zers to be particularly respectful. So to make that claim. Like they did in this TikTok, that, that, this that mo- might be me having the wrong impression, though. Most Gen Zers are at a stage in their life where it's all about them. They're mm-hmm. so so. It's yes, I think maybe generationally there may be some trends towards thinking about others in the whole, but but still in their ter- in terms of their development as human beings and their and their development of their mind, they're in the I phase. They're in the they're all an oh. ego. Totally, totally. You know, so so as much as you know they can ha- be altruistic, um, they're still very much uh, immature in terms of their development. This restaurant is called Cool Hand Luke's. Okay. What that actually exists? It's a real yeah. thing. It's a. Uh, they have a few. They have a few restaurants in California in what? smaller smaller towns it's a it's a two dollar sign steakhouse okay so kind of gives us an idea where this falls on them definitely not a cheesecake factory nowhere near the level of a cheesecake factory not a cheesecake factory no it does not have those types of standards um (laughs) but you're paying twenty dollars twenty five dollars for a a t-bone top end probably yeah. No more than yeah, no more than twenty five bucks. But you're getting soup, salad, dessert included. Yeah, <laughs> and soup, a side. salad, a baked potato, yeah. beans, yeah. and unlimited slaw. Yeah, yeah. And you have people in that restaurant. You, there's a bunch of lemons in those drinks, and they're making like you know their homemade lemonade with Splenda and, and three lemons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or honorable Palmer's. Can I have a can I have an iced tea? Actually, I just want a tea bag. You can't charge me for a tea bag, can you? <laughs> Fuck, I know those people all too well. Uh, now, how do they get away with the name Cool Hand Luke? The, uh, I guess, I guess common, a movie... Common name, right? I guess so. Because those are all like common names. I wonder if Cool Hand Luke isn't copyrighted. Yeah, it must not be. It must be a thing. I guess. Or they went through the proper channels to get it copyrighted. Mm-hmm. But what we've got here is a failure to communicate (laughs) so you get what we had here last week which is the way he wants it well he gets it (laughs) Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) come on that's a famous quote from cool hand luke i've never watched it that doesn't mean i don't want to come on i haven't watched it now look truth be told i first heard that quote from a guns and roses song okay uh, <laughs> way back in the day, no and then I watched, but I did eventually watch the movie, um, Guns N' Roses: Civil War. Um, oh, classic! It's not not really your 
your gen, but um, God, that, when that Double Discs of War album came out, was a little bit of a departure from a oh. Appetite for Destruction, but it also was like an evolution of of their rock. Uh, wow. Yeah. Are you a Guns N' Roses fan? I don't think so. Mm, yeah. Uh, is that Axl like Rose? Yes. Yes. And Slash? is that the guy? Uh, and Slash? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I, I think I saw them at Coachella. Possibly. I don't know. It, it, it was it, weird. I don't think it was them, actually. I don't think it, well, it actually may not be possible. Did they do a reunion tour? Because it was ACDC maybe then? No, <sighs> but that doesn't sound right. Hold on. I've got to oh do research. Gosh. This is this is a generational divide here. Coachella. It had to have been. Unless Guns N' Did Guns N' Roses do a tour without Axel at one point? Did something happen? I think there's something that there may have been a, a, a tour that. that they could up. have. Guns, Axl Rose is the guy who, who then did all the uh, the TV shows, right? What? The TV shows? You mean yeah. like the reality shows? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Axl Rose did reality shows. Now, Axl Rose, I think, then uh, then this is went the, back to his Christian roots and went into Who's isolation. the guy with the... Headband. Axel Rose. He had a headband. Yeah, he did. Hold on. He did. Did he do reality shows? Uh-huh. No, maybe not. Then I'm thinking about the other guy. Not. Wait, yeah. Wait. Hold on. There's there's two people out there that are similar. Axel Rose disappeared into obscurity. I'm thinking about another guy who also has um, head. Okay, There's so a Axel lot Rose. of headbands to hold back all that hair back in the day. So Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses did play at Coachella. And I did see them. And Axl Rose kept on going through hats the entire time and then would sit on and off on a throne. Sure. That sounds like my Axl. That's is he, was he going? Is he going bald too? Is that probably why he wore a lot of hats? I, I'm sure that. Also, you can make yourself go bald by wearing hats. Just so you know. But he just used to have such you know, this long, beautiful, straight hair. You know, he used to sway it side to side. And kind of a kind of a like a white man Stevie Wonder, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. what was the draw about these dudes though? I mean What? Okay. They fucking rocked. What are you talking about? So what was weird. the draw of these dudes? They That's fucking so... rocked. How, well, explain. Explain. Just go pick up Appetite for Destruction and listen for yourself. <gasps> Do you think I will like it? You today? know these songs. You know the songs. But oh, oh, oh sweet child of <laughs> I mine. I know we all know that song. Yes, you know that song. You also know "Take Me Down to the Paradise yeah, City." Yeah, everyone where the grass knew that song. That's the why they listened to the the con- That's why they went to the concert. Yes, because they fucking rocked. This is why people love them. Now the spaghetti incident. Mm, that's was their downfall. That's where things started to slip. Spaghetti. That was the album after Civil War. Uh, oh, I thought there was like an incident with Spaghetti. Well, there could have been. I mean, they named an album after it, so who knows? Wow. Wow. Don't you remember? No, you don't remember. But man, the epic video for November Rain. Oh, my God. It's like a 20-minute video, but you're engaged the whole time. What are you talking about? At all? I know. It's a so, shame. you're going to be so upset when you think who I thought Axl Rose was when you learn when who I thought Axl Rose was. <laughs> who? Brett Michaels. 
Oh no no I I that's I was trying to think that's no no I'm not upset that's the same era Brett Michaels yes it is the same era right it's you're not no era. no 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 that's not a stretch that's not a stretch but Brett Michaels definitely didn't give up the the ponies he just he kept it coming yeah. not for not for good or bad but <laughs> that man still is trying to look like he's in his early forties oh they all they all are they're all still hanging on to uh um to the old days. Um, I, w- that's an interesting question, Nick. Hmm. I, unrelated, but related. By the way, if you haven't heard any poison, you got to get on that too. I haven't so. heard any poison. I don't think, I mean, I'm probably by accident. Okay. I, okay. Okay. Look, look, my oldest brother needs to get on. My oldest brother, Greg, we'll get him on here. We'll get him to write you a list. Okay. Of, of 80s, 90s rock that will fucking bring you into maturity. Okay. That will that will get you out of this millennial. Again, this is a generational thing <laughs> that because you all were there when it was released, it was the cool thing. My theory is it's not going to have the same impact because I wasn't. No, I wasn't there. Guns for and the Roses is objectively of it. awesome. Nah, you can't say that. Objectively you cannot. Beethoven awesome. would be rolling in his grave. Who would be rolling in this grave? Beethoven. Why? Because I, I'm sure Beethoven was like, this is shit. No. Beethoven would be like, oh, this rocks. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> <laughs> this is, do, we, do Beethoven again? For... Oh, this rocks. <laughs> this rocks. This is... That's my vaguely Euro... I don't know exactly where Beethoven's from, Euro voice. It's so good. It's so wonderful, Nick. I'm mm-hmm. Like I said prior at the beginning of this podcast, couldn't be more proud to have you as my uh, podcast co- co-person. Uh, the next thing I think we're going to offer our audience uh, when we come back after this very short break is cryptocurrency. All right. You want to get it back on that ride? We're going to get back on that crypto. And crypto. Because <laughs> um, I think the thing I kind of want to talk about that I have no uh, inherent knowledge about could could work well with crypto. <laughs> God, I got that at all. <laughs> right back after this break. Gonna get the little. <laughs> Gotta Crypto get the blockchain. <laughs> yeah, get on the blockchain. <laughs> Ride that roller coaster. <laughs> edge, edge those stock bros. <laughs> edge those stock bros. I don't know. You edge them out. You're saying like yeah, edge yeah, them yeah. out. Edge them out. Edge them Here come the crypto bros. <laughs> edge out the stock bros. Edge out the stock bros. They're still bros. They're st- now they're just bro bros. <laughs> <laughs> Broke bros. <laughs> um. So the thing I was thinking about talking about, which again, like I said, I don't have too much knowledge in, except for the fact that I'm currently living it, uh, is the shift from the hustle economy to the um, gig economy, which apparently are different. Okay. Um, But basically right now we're living in the gig economy where people uh, are employed by uh, contract as contractors for short term gigs. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, this is the way people can are are able to make some sort of semblance of a living, and it's exhausting, and it's it is what it is. Um, if I remember, hustle. It was like uh, just hustling your own thing, probably. Like, oh, I get to put my music out there. Uh, I'm just working hard. I'm 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 on my grind, trying to make my business come to fruition. Um, but I'm probably wrong about that. But mm. just, so that's well, kind of well, where I'm coming from. I mean, hustle economy. I mean, when I first heard it, I, I thought maybe it meant like, oh, you get a job and you hustle and you and you move up. Um, mm. But I don't know. Um, Hustling traditionally refers to income generating activities that occur in the informal economy. So that okay. would be different. So we're, t- we're not talking about the gr- broader economy as a whole. You're talking about freelance. The ethic of working. The current, the, the current zeitgeist of jobs. So like even – so like the gig economy doesn't um, – it probably applies to the larger workforce at large. But like in the white collar world, it – Whereas it was like awesome that you stayed with Edward Jones for 500 years. Now, if you're going to work, let's say, like a Silicon Valley job, they want you to have worked at Twitter and at Instagram and at, you know, Groupon and at these other places. So it's 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 a good thing to have multiple different jobs on your resume to get hired elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get this. And then the hustle economy, turning your creativity into a career, which was, you know, Etsy, uh, selling yourself on Instagram was like the beginning of people figuring out how to monetize themselves on the internet. Probably. Yeah, but that's not the broader job market. That's people doing hu- hustling to create, create in- creating alternate income. That's fair. Um, I think the allure of it was enticing for a bunch of people. I think there's a, there's a point to be made there that, um, I was aware of that because it's directly related to what I could potentially do with my career, right? So maybe yes. I don't have exactly. Yes, but like you're a, more a, of a freelancer, yeah. right? So this is yeah. income generating activities that occur in the informal economy. Is so the, the in, hustling? Is the hustling? Yeah, because the formal economy would be like get a job, you know? What I mean? Right, right. A, and they with, and they are doing that now. It's kind of why I was thinking about it. Is, uh, I misunderstood. Everyone knew that um, federal extension for a pandemic unemployment is ed- ended on the fourth, the I believe, and then everything was done in California by the eleventh. I misunderstood because they added a whole bunch of money to my unemployment that said made it look like I was going to get a whole new round, and that wasn't the case. Mm. So I found that out two days ago. I was like, oh, I don't have the money <laughs> right now. So like, there's a little bit of like panic that's. I'm I'm avoiding feeling because I have very little control over things at the moment, um, but also personally frustrated by the 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 thought of having to get a job that's not related to my current pursuits. Um, so I I don't know how that's related to anything except for like crypto corner is crypto is like one way to like invest money if you have it to make money. Um, but it's, it's not a, it could be a get rich quick scheme based on how you use it. But what's, ha- what's happening in the crypto market, Nicholas? First, let's start with the caveat that, um, we are not financial advisors. This is purely for entertainment. You can and, financial advise me quote, anytime. Unquote, educational purposes. This is not educational, right? <laughs> you don't there's, learn- there's not much education when you start off going, I, 
I don't really don't really know what I'm talking about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. We're still gonna we're still gonna have a lot of hypotheses for coming out of nowhere, coming out of my butt. Um, well, what's happening with it in terms of investing, in terms of the the the, the price and the market of cryptocurrencies? Um, it's very uh, it's very um, volatile at the moment. Um, it's always very volatile, though. So just know that crypto is volatile, and the more time you pay attention to it, the more you'll see it. The less sort of um, you know anxious you'll get about the big swings. Um, but this volatility that we're currently experiencing, uh, we've talked about this. You just you always kind of kind of put it in perspective of the bigger whole. You know, just as a recap, we were at an all-time high in like early May or end of April where Bitcoin reached 63,000. Then everything crashed and Bitcoin went all the way down to the low to mid the mid 30s to mid to low 30s. Um, and the, everybody was was afraid that it was just going to keep crashing. Um, it played within a range there between like you know, low 30s to high 30s for a good couple of months. Uh, and then things shot up out of nowhere. I forget what the cattle. Oh, we, we talked about the catalyst before. There was. Oh, man. I well, there was uh, meetings about it. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a meeting about it and suddenly it went up. That's crypto. That's exactly crypto. Right. Um, there. Oh, oh, there was like also rumors of, you know, Amazon. Uh, accepting Bitcoin, but the, that got dispelled. But but they but the rumors that they were going to create their own digital currency, um, they did not dispel those rumors, which just basically means that like large companies are going to start to adopt their own uh, blockchain currencies. And now these cash, uh, like Venmo, cash apps, literally cash app and Venmo and things like that are starting to offer people the ability to purchase Bitcoin, etc. I think Venmo's even like, Buy twenty five dollars worth of of uh, Bitcoin, and we'll give you twenty five dollars. Mm, sure, yeah, that's great. Let's so do that's it. happening. Yeah, I mean, do do, do might as now. well do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, there's don't a broader, take our advice though. Yeah, <laughs> there's a broader adoption happening. Anyways, but there was something that like just poof, shot it up from the, you know, from the low thirty, like threat the low thirties, and even threatening to drop lower. That it did dip below thirty once or twice for a moment, you know, and shot it up to um the high 40s and so people thought oh here we go we're climbing we're you know we're back we're back on top baby um but it didn't quite break the resistance at at 50 and then it started to play in a range in sort of the high 40s um but then uh, about a week or two ago there was about there was a, a flash crash they call it we're like literally like in an hour boom it you know just dropped down to 40,000. Um, and dipped right below 40. Flash um, crash. Flash crash. Wow. Yeah. People are just sitting around coming up with names. Well, this is what happened. I mean, to to go to drop, for Bitcoin to drop $10,000 in value, right? Let's say, let's say it was at 50000 And it dropped $10,000 in value would mean that's 20%. Of, of what it's worth, um, that's one fifth. So it's twenty percent in an hour. That's a that's a crash. That's a flash crash, right? right. Boom. I mean, an hour. I mean, wow. 
it's anyways. No, um, I'm, I'm here. I'm on the roller coaster with you. Great. And, and you, you know, I'm not sure if anybody's looking at charts, but if you had, if you, if you get like any, any basic crypto app, like a, like a Coinbase or a, or an Uphold or a Kraken. Anyways, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Great. You can, you can see like what happens. You see this like line just shoot straight down. Jesus. Often what happens is there's a bounce on the bottom. Or hit like so it it shoots straight down and people buy it because it's low yeah and they buy it and it bounces right back up now it doesn't bounce all the way back up it just mm. bounces up a little bit so after that flash crash we've now been playing in this range as instead of testing resistance up at 50 like thinking it's going to go higher it's now testing support at 40 threatening to go lower whoa, whoa. and literally every day i feel like I feel like it's every day because i'm Texting with my my brother Greg, we talk a lot about this, and texting with him, and it's like, here we go again, going down, you know, and then it, it goes, you know, so it's basically going from, a, let's say, between 40 and 45. It's it's dipped below 40, um, but it hasn't dipped long enough. It's usually, it usually bounces at, at 39 and comes right back above 40. Um, but there's some things we were looking at buying, and, and you know, he's like, should we buy it? I don't know, should we buy it? And then... The next day, it bounces up and it's back up to like 44, 45. And he's like, did you buy? I was like, no, I didn't. Did you? He goes, yeah, he, he did buy. Um, I was like, I was like, well, I think it's going to go back down again. Uh, and sure enough, I mean, you know, the next day it drops down and it goes back up. But right now it's on a bit of a downswing. It's, it's, in the, it's around 41. Um, if this thing breaks below, well, I guess it's about closer to 42. Um but it's you know it's threatening to if it's you know it could it could go under 40 it could it could start dropping again which which i think would personally again not financial advice but would be a great buy opportunity um i mean right now is a great buy opportunity because honestly. of how low it is considering how high it got before well think about it it, used to, it was at its height it was at 63,000 um so and we're at 40,000 now so it's it, the Precedent is said that it could get back up to there. If you bought right now and it got back to there, you would make 50% on your money. Okay? So if you bought $1,000, you'd make $500. Okay? 50% return on your money is really great. Now, look, who's to say it's going to go back up there or not? Well, this is a question as to whether or not you believe in the technology long term. Um, and if you do, if you do believe in the technology long term, then then you're looking at that 63K going, oh, that's a great benchmark because I know it's been there before. It'll go there again. Um, you know, and realistically, what you, it, one of the best investment strategies for this is to buy and hold for five to 10 years at least. And not even look at it. I mean, look at it if you want, if you want to learn and grow, but right. don't, don't withdraw it. Right, um, right, right, right. And, uh, um, so if that's the case, whether it's at 40 or 60, doesn't matter that much. <laughs> it really doesn't. Because if cryptocurrency continues to be adopted and used and, 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 and becomes part of everyday life, the projections for how high Bitcoin can go are in the hundreds of thousands, in the millions. You know. What? How? And, with, and why? 
Why? How and what why? Is, what is the worth of this product? What am I getting from Bitcoin? Well, that's the thing. I think I still just don't understand. Okay, so so okay, it's a idiot. no, not idiot. I no, don't even it's understand. Fine. I don't even understand it a hundred percent. It's fine. I recommend listening to people like Raul Paul, who could explain it better. He's got a company called Real Vision. There's tons of YouTube videos out there. Um, lots of people can, who can explain this much better than I can. Uh, I'll try to give it just a little bit of, of what I know. Um, you know, Bitcoin itself is very unique in that it's the one cryptocurrency that has a capped supply. It's a limited supply. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, I don't think we actually have. Oh, well, there's a limited supply of it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And, you know, as we know from basic supply and demand economics, uh, high demand, low supply means more expensive. Okay. So as the demand for Bitcoin increases, so this is just pure, don't even think about like what Bitcoin does. Just purely on a, uh, I, uh, I, I say this thing has value. Um, I want to buy it. The more people who think the way I do, the more the price is going to go up. Okay because there's only a certain amount that can be purchased, okay? Now you may say like, well, well, if it doesn't do anything, why, who cares? Like what, what's, the va what's the value here? Well, there are other things in our society <laughs> that we place value on that are seemingly useless. Yeah, um, fair, fair. Like gold and silver. Now, you could use them for things, like you could melt them down into certain shapes and use them as tools. <laughs> <laughs> right, but well, but we say we say gold has value, right? Okay. Be, but it only has value because we say it does, right? It's so it's what, that's what's called a store of value that we as a group of people are saying this thing has value. I see. And that value is determined by a whole bunch of things that, yada yada, um, but you know it's been a way for us to assess value for a very long time. Our whole dollar, the U.S. dollar system, used to be based on it until right. It stopped doing that, which is um, an interesting point of contention. Um, so Bitcoin in one sense, in terms of its rising price, is comparable to gold. Okay. And that's not, that's not even getting into its functions. All right, we can get into that's the function fair, though. I didn't, honest to goodness, I don't think I have ever caught that it's a finite amount, a finite mm -hmm. source. I. Bitcoin specifically. I think I understand the blockchain in theory. Um, but as far as Bitcoin, like, I just don't know what it's going to buy me later. You know what I mean? Or like. Well, so you have different sort of points of view on this. Um, so what it's going to buy you means that Bitcoin is a currency. And, and I think that's what people think of when they, they think, well, Bitcoin, it's a currency. It's crypto Because we're hearing coin also. Um, and that is one uh, function that it could fulfill, right? And El Salvador, right, has now said that Bitcoin can be used as a, as a, you know, as a currency, as an exchange in its country. And people will be, you know, using it for that. The mo most people who are in the crypto world don't think that that's the best use of Bitcoin. Um, they think it's best used as store of value, um, which is, you know, like I said, more like a gold. 
Mm. Um, because think about it. Think about if you start now exchanging something that's so volatile like that, right? I could give you a Bitcoin right now, and that's at and it's at one value, and then tomorrow it's worth ten thousand dollars more. Who won on that deal? I mean, you did. You I mean, I did. Deal. Thank you so much. Yeah, you won on that deal. So why would I want to do that? You know, I don't know if that's the best use of my Bitcoin. If I know that potentially it could go up ten thousand tomorrow. Um, I might be better spent holding on to that Bitcoin and paying, buying whatever from you or whatever. Now, if it's going to drop $10,000, great, let's do it. Let's buy that thing, you know. Um, but now you're like, I don't want to take that risk. Okay, so Bitcoin, would, I mean, ideally, you'd want Bitcoin to stabilize a little bit before you started using it as an actual currency, which at some point in the distant future, it could. It could potentially stabilize. Because then you are, then the dollar then is based on the value of Bitcoin and how much the country has a Bitcoin or people have a Bitcoin. I don't know whether or not country, most countries are going to use Bitcoin as a standard. They may have no choice at some point when everyone else is doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think what 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 it seems to be the trend right now is that countries are going to develop their own digital currency. And China is, is one of those countries that's really making a strong push. And mm. this is what's caused some of the recent volatility is that China, like this, this past week, which caused one of the downswings lately, is that China clamped down even harder on trying to ban uh, digital currencies. But their main reason for doing that is because they're developing their own. And they want their cryptocurrency to be what to we're be in debt to. <laughs> to be the standard, yes. Um, and they very well could do it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, they, yeah. I mean, I, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they have a lot of people. There's a lot of people over there. Uh, and they're a very big industry. So we'll see. Um, but, but just so you, I mean, I can't say this with absolute certainty because I don't know. But from what I understand, most major countries, most major banks are doing a big R&D push into digital currencies because they don't, you don't want to fall behind. Um, so, so in terms of like you saying, how could it be worth millions of dollars? That's how it could be worth millions of dollars. A finite resource that whose demand increases and like, you know, Tesla earlier this year, and there's other companies that have done this, MicroStrategy, I think Square, and there's other, other companies who have purchased Bitcoin on the company ledger. Company ledger means the company itself has a holding in Bitcoin, an investment holding in Bitcoin. Okay. 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 That's just a couple of businesses. Imagine if the majority of businesses start to do this or even not even if it's the majority some more businesses start to do this right smart businesses owned by women or ceos who yeah people who are yeah got yeah. it uh-huh women yeah women <laughs> women run businesses um uh, kathy wood has a has, talks about this a lot who is we've talked about before is she says a, she's the darling right she's just a badass investor yeah. um 
and and currently right now very highly respected and, and looked to for until for, we find out about her hashtag me too you know yeah of course because anyone she, in power can take she totally of abuses her male interns i could only or maybe her female interns we i mean possibly but no i i see her being more of a more of a straight dominatrix that's Ooh. i mean I, I don't think she would discriminate um but if you can make someone your bitch you make them your bitch it's true, but I think she likes to control the dick. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's some psychology there. I think there's... <laughs> Spoken like someone who understands what that's... <laughs> like... Well, I, wow. I, like, I like my dick controlled. What's I like to say when it goes up and when it goes down. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, slight tangent. I had the good fortune of meeting a former dominatrix while oh. I was at uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. This woman was awesome. She was cool regardless. She just had like a cool vibe. She had like a New Jersey thing. She reminded me of an aunt from my entire side of my dad's family. Like she was like an amalgamation of all of them. And then I was about to go up to my room because I had to work at like nine in the morning every day hosting this show. And this guy who I'd interviewed earlier in the day goes, Jessica, you can't leave. She's telling us about all the dominatrix stuff she would do. And so she gets into it and, I, you know, I'm listening and I go, oh, my God. Okay. I didn't like realizing that there is a world where I could I could do some of what she did. I don't want to like have sex with those people, but I could like tell someone to, you know, grovel or whatever. I, like realizing like as long as I don't have to engage sexually with these people, but tell them what to do, I could I'd be happy to make money. And. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I would love to dom with you. We would make such a good tag team. <laughs> so I got I got approval, baby. Get in. You're looking for your unemployment ran out. You're looking for some extra cash. This is really me doing a soft pitch uh, <laughs> advertisement. For, for anybody out there who You're looking for any to, mommies out there. Yeah. <laughs> is your dick out of Ground control, control to major dick. <laughs> So okay, got it. They got it. Um, so, so she she paints a picture of like you know if you start to see, I think I got I can't remember if it's like even if like ten percent of businesses, I don't know if it was like no it was like if majority of businesses do ten percent of their ledger you know onto onto Bitcoin, what how how high that could push Bitcoin? It, it was into the millions. Um. And that's a reason, you know, that's a, I guess, a somewhat reasonable amount, five to 10% that a, that a business would do reasonably. Um, so how far away are we from that type of mass adoption? I don't know. There's a possibility it may never happen. But if it does happen, it's just going to, it's, it's going to skyrocket. Yeah, yeah. Um it certainly is part of the zeitgeist in one way or another. And I just really look forward to being your friend and letting you take me to awesome trips, uh, you know, to <laughs> eat lobster because you're going to be so rich. Oh, my God. Oh, the <laughs> if only the amount of money I was investing would would have that type of yield. Um, that I know that you will be rich and famous one day and just looking for a dom. <laughs> No, God, please, I'll, I'll refer you to anybody else but me. <laughs> I'd be able to look you in the face when I do this podcast. 
Um, so what? Uh, any any cryptos we should be looking at? Is Solana still up there, or do we sell Solana? Even though we shouldn't take your advice. I don't. I think Solana is a long term hold. Um, from my understanding, I think it's a, it's a, a long term hold. I think it's one of those that that you you build uh, an interest in, um, and and that you hope it has uh, at least. 25%, if not 50%, the rise that Ethereum has, has had to date. Um, huh. It's a similar, that, that's a comparable um, in terms Ooh, of technology. Comparable word, new word. Well, well there's a similar type of company. Okay. They, okay. they have a simpler functionality. Uh-huh. You know, Cardano is a is a is a, is also in that category and it's much cheaper. So if you These want- These all fucking sound like, like new Hyundai, Hyundai fucking cars. You tell me I'm wrong. The the Compardo, <laughs> come rocket. <laughs> Solana is a fucking car, I think. Oh, like a Toyota Solana. Something it sounds like a Hyundai, it. Hyundai Sonata. I know there's a Hyundai Sonata. I don't know if Solana is a. I don't is know if you know anything. Um, there. I did just get a hot tip today, though, Jess. Oh, I got a hot. I got a hot tip today. Okay. All right. Tell me. Tell now me this, more. This comes from mm, a comps. buddy of mine's brother who, uh, who's been into crypto for a long time, and every now and then he'll throw something. He'll throw something out. Um, now this is purely like short term. Like when he throws something out, it's about a short term investment, right? So this is about turning around money like riding trying to ride a wave right got like, it got like it like solana just went on a wave right uh-huh if you bought it if you knew the wave was coming which some people i think did i think if i was more tapped in i would have seen like oh solana there's a cattle what they call a catalyst for solana i did this that is- with doge i like i got like i made like 20 percent on my doge yeah and then got the go. fuck out yeah um and if you sold solana at its peak you know it would have been it would have been nice now if you didn't sell it i, I think it's a, it's a long-term hold but you know Crypto goes up, it goes down. So selling at its peak is never a problem because you could always, if you want it long term, you can always rebuy it when it drops. Mm, 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 mm. Um, say it again, sister. But he was preaching way even before the crash, I believe, um, that things are going to be slow until the fourth quarter this year. Um, that makes for, a lot of sense. So I don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter of this year, but I guess generally crypto goes up in, in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, we're in the third quarter right now. Yeah. So fourth quarter's I, I think, coming. I think that's true for a lot of businesses. This is where they start making their, you know, curds and whey. <laughs> hardcore analysis. <laughs> Hashtag. Hardcore analysis. From- <laughs> I'm telling you, the the, the 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 closeness of comparison to the porn industry and <laughs> cryptocurrency it's it's a thin sheet, my friend. They are uh, bro- they are sisters or brothers <laughs> or or the twins that you're watching a video on. It's, it's they're they're synonymous to me. Now. What I just heard. Now, this particular currency is a great long-term hold. It's something that I, you know, everybody talks about having confidence in being sort of a long-term play. It's called Polkadot. Okay. Um, okay. 
dot. Um, so it's, it's definitely a good buy and that hold. Polka doc. Like the doc's gonna dance a polka for you. And what's up, doc? Let's dance the polka. Just that, like, how long can I keep this going? <laughs> oh man, we're gonna. I think, I think Crypto Corner is gonna go legit. I think people are gonna come here for their crypto news soon. Yeah, like, yeah, we're definitely really, really providing the real about. information. My but you won't get this in the mainstream. <laughs> my, my my friend's brother in law. <laughs> um. But anyways, whatever said, uh, uh, he feels like polka dots gonna, you know, have have some good movement um, by okay. the end of the year. I'm gonna put it on my watch list, Nicholas. But definitely put on your watch. It, it should definitely be on your list of quality companies that have a high probability of long term polka dot success. Um, so whether or not you you want to. Uh, try to ride a wave and see what happens, you know, uh, you know, try to sell it when it goes up. Or if you just want to buy some and, and hold it for the long term and just enjoy the ride. Um, this is just the hot tip I got today. I, again, again, this is not financial advice. Um, it's don't, it's don't, sexual don't... advice, though. Just <laughs> get on top could... of it and ride it or <laughs> ride it, ride it. It's ride bad. It you, ride it till it peaks. <laughs> and then get out. And then get off. Get off. Get off of the ride. <laughs> you must be this tall to ride. Um, wow. So again, don't ever invest more than you're willing to lose. Okay? Don't that ever invest more than you're willing to lose. Because is, it's like gambling. Any one of these companies could just fizzle out and disappear. Um, but... You know, do your you know you do your research and, and you and, you know, ideally you're doing your research like, like you understand the technology and know what you're investing in. Yeah, ideally. Uh, there's also the other thing of like doing your research of like, hey, all these other people who understand the technology, what are they investing in? Um, and Polkadot is one of those. So is Solana, so is Cardano. Um, you know, there's definitely probably naysayers in any one of those categories especially cardano but cardano is about to release uh you know start to basically it's you know a lot of the stuff it's like beta tested um cardano isn't really one of the knocks on cardano is that like people are investing in it but it's not hasn't really fully come to fruition yet um so it's not proven but once it does and if it does well you're going to get a huge bump um and cardano is two dollars right now you know and and if you're trying to look at like the the get rich the get rich quick you know you want exponential growth right so so if you can get something that has if you only have a certain amount of money and you're like where can i get the most growth um something like cardano could be something to look at huh um if you you know i don't i don't know how high polka dot could go I do know in the past, when I've gotten these tips, um, that they, you know, that they have, at the very least, tripled, which is great. Wow. You know, now I've only a couple things on that caveat. I never put in a lot of money. A, so it's not like a huge amount. And then B, I'm always the asshole who like goes, 
Well, if it went this side, let's see how much higher it can go. Mm. And then, of course, it drops, and, I'm, mm -hmm. and I just hold on to it. I'm like, well, I'm a long-term holder anyway. So I haven't really mastered the art of Letting selling. go. Yeah, <laughs> selling and getting back in. But, I'm, you know, the more time you spend doing it, the more time you learn, like, when you see things go on what they call a parabolic rise, that they just, you look at a, a chart and you see it just shoot up in value, it's going to come down. Mm -hmm. Not going to come all the way down, but it's going to come down a bit. Mm -hmm. And eventually it'll go back up again. But it's never usually just going to go up and stay up, right? Tesla you... did that. Beyond Beef did that. Mm -hmm. Um when I was like trying to invest a little bit of extra money in those and beyond beef, like earned me a little bit of money back. Tesla did too. But then Tesla goes right back up. You're totally right. Ends up, you know, in, in the long term, it's going to, it's going to continue to go back up. Right. But you would, you will have like, that's why it's like, you will have the opportunity. If you want to sell it, take some profits. You might have the, you're probably going to have the opportunity to buy it back into it when it drops down again. And if it doesn't drop down again, and you want to buy back into it, who cares? You lost a little bit of value <laughs> right. in not holding on to it there. So it mm. just depends, you know, it depends on what your strategy is. Are you trying to make short-term gains? Um, now, just so you know, most people who try to do this fail. Right. The best investing strategy is to buy and hold. Okay, long-term. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of you know, proven studies out there where it's like people who just buy and ride the waves usually end up better than people who try to buy when it's low and sell when it's high. Um, you know, so uh, Warren, what is Warren Buffett's pithy statement? Um, do we take do we take advice from Warren Buffett? I no, I don't know. He's it's questionable. You know whether or not we should take advice from one of the you know, best investors in the history of investing. Um, I'm skeptical. That's all. Just need this. He says, it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. Ooh. So how much time are you in the market? So that's good. Um, oh. You know, and, and it's a lot about patience too. It's, he's got another quote about patience. Uh, like that, that, like the market making money in the market is like is basically stealing money from the impatient people. I can't remember exactly how it goes. Oh, that's goes. interesting. Um, so, but but the the timing the market, time in the market. I think that's a good thing for people to think about. If you want to try to make these sort of short term turnarounds, I think they're they're there. Um, but I think you really gotta do your research. Or just have a friend who's got a brother. That's it. Just get a friend who's got a brother. Have a friend who has a brother who's looking for a dominatrix and has a lot of money. <laughs> right? That sounds like that's all I heard. This yeah. the currency of yeah, mm -hmm. I got it. Hashtag hardcore analysis. <laughs> that is our hardcore analysis. <laughs> the corner. <laughs> Control that dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nick, is there anything you want to, a uh, parting thought you want to leave our, our audience with today? A parting thought, um, I can, you know, you be you, <gasps> you be you, you be you, 
You be you. Do your thing, girl. Ooh woo. Whatever that's, it is. That's my passing thought for my our our uh audience. So U W U because U B U. It's funny because the U B sounds like U U W U is ooh woo in like this magical girl anime fetishizing thing <laughs> like Belle Delphine. It's like it's an internet thing. The people that are listening mostly know what I'm doing, but it's like ooh woo oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Goodbye, Nick. Bye, Jess. Nichols, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Nick and I really love doing this podcast for you. We love doing it together. We love talking about what the generational experience is like from different perspectives. And we really look forward to hearing from different things that you have to contribute to us as well. If you become a patron today, you could ask us questions if you're at a certain tier. You can get early access to episodes if we're able to get them done in time for you. You'll get sick-ass merch. And if we can find the time... A monthly deep dive where Nick and I go deep on topics that we're passionate about but aren't necessarily through the generational lens. Become a patron today. Become an official nickel. Go to patreon.com slash you don't own Nick to find out more ways you can support our podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Nickels. Now that was a JLV production.